0: This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network.
1: To work
2: crisscrossing with Joe right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two, and Jost. McKinnon, right on! the
0: best Avalanche coverage in Denver.
3: And welcome in. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by the one and only Total Beverage. And before we start the show, I want to tell you about a really awesome deal for BSN listeners from Total Beverage. Look, you already know that that Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best prices in Colorado. But now they're delivering to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Just use the promo code BSN10 to have all of that delicious liquor delivered straight to your door. Download the Total Beverage app and use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your next order. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined alongside AJ Hayfleet and I tried that read in a different way, and I stumbled right out of the gates. I couldn't get the words out, so... You know what that means. I'll never be doing it again. If you fail once, never try again. Good life advice, kids. That's right, yeah. If uh, any kids out there listening, you let them know that Uncle Jesse told you that. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. You should always get back up and keep trying. Uh, But I won't be doing that with that read in that way. AJ, my good friend, how are you doing?
0: Um, I'm good man Good I'm Frustrated by technology <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah I I could tell by the way that you answered that Something was bothering you
0: Yeah I, uh, I've been trying to get this film room done all afternoon And just like mm. Oh the website won't upload The video that I'm using And there's no reason for it Like there's no time limit There's no any of this stuff right It's just like now And I'm like mm. dude Like come on and then, oh, okay, so I use a different website. Okay, great. I this is the one I used last time when I was having troubles. Uh and same thing, except this one's like, oh, it has to be shorter. I'm like, okay, great. So I'll just make multiple videos. So I go to make multiple videos, and then I screw up the recording because I put it at the wrong time and it was like, uh,
3: I'm just I'm losing, I'm losing I'm losing to technology. It's beating me today. You, uh, you folks at home are getting a rare glimpse into the daily life of how hard our lives are.
0: Yeah, me fighting technology.
3: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Everyone fights their own struggles in a different way. AJ, I have something very, very exciting to share. Uh, oops. Uh, I've been thinking about it all day. I, I'm really excited to say this. So, um, early... <laughs> Earlier this afternoon, actually, it was this morning. It was early this morning, uh, earlier this morning, and uh, I walked outside, and and the sun hit my skin, and I had completely forgotten what that felt like. Uh, so you know, it was it was just a really it was a great start to my morning. I I forgot what the sun uh, looked like. I forgot what it felt like. But you know what? I felt it today. And it's gone now. It, it just showed its face for a quick second. Um, so I'm sure it'll be another four weeks before we get another look at the uh, at the sun. But it, it was a special one. I'll tell you that for sure. I completely forgot what you were going to talk about. I got a text message. Here it is. The avalanche. Almost as I... I don't want to say I predicted it. You know? I don't want to... I don't want to give myself that many props. Um, But, you know, as I predicted, the Avs pulled out uh, an overtime victory last night against the Detroit Red Wings. AJ, you and I told everyone that with these uh, with these post games, we're probably going to be dedicating one segment to it, uh, a show now instead of doing entire shows for it. So this is it. This is Avs Wings Time to Shine before we get into the actual nuances of the game, what did you think of the crowd? Do you think uh, that maybe anything bad? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll say, do you do you think that maybe the rivalry is still a little overhyped? It was a sellout last night, sellout crowd on a Tuesday night, so people are still interested in seeing it. But I feel like, the, the, unfortunately, the rivalry is just a bit overhyped now. There's just not that same hostility there used to be.
0: Uh, I will disagree.
3: Really? Uh,
0: yeah, because as I was walking by Club Lexus and there were Red Wings fans down there who were flexing about the fact that it took Red Wings fans to get a sellout in Denver, yeah. uh, my initial reaction was to want to jump over the little ledge and choke them out. Yeah. So, um, nothing makes my, my blood boil like anything Detroit related. Um, so, you know, maybe, um, maybe the, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's dead in mass and it's dead for the casuals. It's certainly irrelevant in the larger scheme of the NHL. Uh, but anytime, uh, the Red Wings are, are in Denver, uh, those, the 24 hours, my skin crawls and I feel sick to my stomach until they, uh, till, until they take that L on their way out of town. <laughs> so, um, you know, the abs went two and O against them this year. Uh, get to step in and shut your pie holes. See you next year.
3: There you go. I, I was just, it, it, uh, it was a nice crowd last night. It, it When the puck first dropped, the building was seriously like 70% full, 60% full when the puck dropped. And I was like, man, really no one cares about this anymore. Yeah, uh, And then suddenly you look up at, at you know, the start of the second period and it's packed. Uh, so I, I was happy that people were still coming out. I'm happy that people are still interested, uh, you know, in reliving some of that nineties rivalry nostalgia. Um, and Hey, yeah. Tyler Bertuzzi. I loved that people were booing him. Even take out what he did last game. He's part of the bloodline. Keep it going. Yeah. That whole family. Screw him. Boo. Boo every time. If if anyone comes in a league that knew Todd Bertuzzi, boom, when he touches the puck. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, so I, I, I thought it was good. Let's talk a little bit about the game. I personally thought for the first 58 minutes, the abs were absolutely horrible. And then they looked great after that. <laughs> I thought they had a
0: really good second period.
3: Uh, I thought they started the second really well. And then I thought the last eight, nine minutes were more of the
0: same. They gave up one shot in the first 14 minutes of the second period. And then, and then they gave up like seven at the very end. (laughs) And so like it's like 14 minutes of dominance in the second period. Like they, they pretty thoroughly whooped up on, on Detroit in the second period. Um, Mm -hmm. Horrible first period. I mean, like, first five minutes of the game, they came out flying. They got up five nothing in shots. They looked like they were engaged. Um, and then Detroit wailed on them <laughs> the rest of the period after
3: that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, it was an interesting one. I, I, I agree. I, I forgot that they did. They came out pretty strong there in the second. Um, it, it, it was just kind of a weird game. No, um, I don't know. I I I feel like you know. I do feel like they played pretty well there in the second period at the start of the second period. But again, I didn't I didn't feel anything threatening. I mean, obviously they got a couple of goals, but I don't know. I just I wasn't really impressed with the Avs even in that second period. Up until um, up until the last few minutes, I thought they looked. I thought they looked in a way that we've had an issue with them for a long time where it's, oh, this is a bad opponent, and holy smokes is that Detroit team bad. I, uh, Oh, man, I'm watching that last night, and I said, with as bad as the Avs have played, do you know how bad of a hockey team you have to be for that score to be as close as it was after the first? That's a bad... Bad Detroit Red Wings team, and I thought the Abs matched their level of play for way too long in that game.
0: Uh, yeah, they. Um, I mean, <laughs> look, they got two points, and that's great. And they, hey, they were they were resilient at the end. Uh, and they pushed back. You know, they Detroit took three separate one goal leads on them, and the Abs pushed back each time, and that's that's great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those, those are positives, but
3: why <laughs> Right? was that necessary? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's kind of go through what we had, uh, as far as production, JT Comfort. I, Man. I hadn't really realized it. I mean, I did, but I didn't at the same time up until, uh, uh, Roach said it over the PA 15 goals on the year for, uh, for JT mm-hmm. 15 and 15. Yeah. He's having a, he's having a really, really uh, quietly solid. Technically. So uh, I guess this is, is technically his third year um, 13 goals, 10 assists for 23 points in 69 games is his career high 51 oh. games like you said, fifteen and fifteen um, he was minus twenty nine last year yeah. he's a minus three this year for what it's worth uh little little worse defensively than we often give
0: him credit for, but um mm-hmm. I mean this year he's on a forty eight point pace so
3: yeah and, and and of those three, you know that was kind of the guy we've been I don't necessarily want to say the lowest on. But I think that's the guy we've had the least expectations for, and I think he's been—I think he's been really good this year. Um. So so good for him. I thought it was a great shot, and uh, you'd like to see that. And then what was that second one? Oh, it was Miko. So I—I I, I was actually going to send out a tweet last night on the goalie interference. Yep, yep. Um, ah, I'll 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 wait on my what I was going to say. Uh, what did you think of that goalie interference or no?
0: No, yeah, I, I... He got. He's out. He's outside the crease, which is where the goalie ended up, where the contact ended up happening with the goalie, mm-hmm. and all the contact was after the puck was already by him. Like there, yeah, it was. It, it, it was absolutely worth challenging, mm-hmm. um, because you totally want to give the guys in Toronto any chance to talk themselves into anything, right? Um, but beyond that, man, I mean, it was it's, it was worth a challenge and it was the right call and it was a nice play. And uh I mean, Derek Broussard not going to show up on the score sheet. Um, But again, finding, finding ways to matter.
3: So let's, let's pause real fast on Derek because at a certain point last night. I actually thought he had been their best forward for most of the night. Uh I like what I'm seeing out of Derek Broussard, just in these handful of games that we've gotten a look at him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think he's given them a little bit of a shot in the arm, which mm-hmm. I think is exactly what, what Joe Sackick wanted him to do. And and he looks a little bit rejuvenated. And thus far, I don't think you can be upset with that pickup at the deadline. Uh, I mean, it depends. If you were mad
0: about the pickup before, you're mad about the pickup today. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, and, and really the only way that that pickup gets justified in my mind is if you make the postseason.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: If you don't yeah. make the playoffs, you lit that third-round pick on fire. I agree. You yeah, make it, the playoffs, and I, it's not meaningless. I swear to God, it is I, – I will not hear an argument that making the postseason just to lose in the first round doesn't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. Where this team is and with this team's recent history, it absolutely matters.
3: Well, And, and here's the best part, because you normally have to walk that line of – Ah, uh, well, do you make the playoffs just to get knocked out, or do you try to, you know, go for a little bit higher pick? You can live in both worlds. This is the one year right. you can get in and get knocked out in the first round, and it, like you said, it's that's better than than falling back into that lottery because of that additional pick. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Uh, well,
0: not it, even, not even about the pick. Not even about like balancing. Oh, you know, the 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 value of maybe getting the ninth pick versus the 16th pick or whatever Mm -hmm. it's it's more about it's it's more about you want to attract a free agent this summer like a meaningful one yep uh you've made the postseason two years in a row you're gonna have kale mccarr coming in you're gonna have a top five pick coming in And then you're going to tell that guy, you're going to tell, I don't know, tell Michael Furland, for example, just because he's Bay for me. (laughs) You're going to call that guy and you're going to tell him and you're going to be like, hey, and you're going to be a big piece of this. You want to be part of this thing for the next five years? Right. They've made the postseason two years in a row. They're adding high level talents. And then they also want you to be a part of that. They view you as a a piece for that. It's not meaningless, man. It's it's not meaningless. If you miss the postseason again, it just, that's, one little extra thing that you have to get over on another organization. If you're going after free agents,
3: well, what is, you're, what is you're almost... trying to
0: convince somebody to, that, that you, they should spend the next half decade of their life. Um, and, and the, you know, maybe the, the last years of the prime part of their career with that organization, trying to get them over the hump. Why are the abs worth it? Is the question that these guys all have to ask themselves And back to back postseason appearances, especially if you play well in the playoffs, maybe maybe you get lucky, maybe you win a round, maybe you go to a game seven, you play really exciting hockey. Everybody, like the guys in the league, know. They know what's up. They talk to other players. They know if there's good if there's good juju going on in Denver, they're good their guys are gonna want to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, And And regardless of whether you bring Derek Broussard back or not, that's a totally separate conversation. But making the postseason two years in a row, it's important. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it's important. They've made a commitment to doing that now uh, with what they did at the deadline. Now it's time to go out and get the job done. You got 15 games. It's a dead sprint. Go out, take a job from one of your division. Take a a, uh, uh,
3: playoff spot from one of your division rivals and send them packing, man. Mm-hmm. And and you mentioning the two years in a row, that's why it's important. Cuz I'm sure there are some people saying, "Go, getting into the first round, getting the the two when was the last time the avs went to playoffs back back years? What was it? What did we figure out that one time? Like oh uh oh 05 oh 06 and oh 06 07? Oh yeah. So yeah, I yeah. I in twelve years, man. I like what you said. That's that's something that not a lot of people consider. It's, it's the fact that if you can get in the postseason back-to-back years. And what is almost every player who has come in here in the last, mm, you say, year and a half, two years. What is almost every player they brought in said? Yeah, young up-and-coming team. A lot of good young players. If you can now start saying, we're not up-and-coming anymore. We are, we're, yeah, we're in the postseason back-to-back years and we still have that other injection of youth coming, uh, high, high-end uh, talent. I I completely agree with you. Let's real quick uh, get through this third period here. First of all, your boy got a goal, uh, Phillips Zadina, First NHL goal. I thought the Avs were going to lose that game on a freaking too many men on the ice penalty. I You know, I still haven't seen it. Um, oh, his goal? I went back and uh no
0: the goal i the goal i I very much saw i still haven't (laughs) seen the penalty Um, yeah
3: i i didn't see who it was
0: yeah i went back and obviously i've been going back and cutting up video but i forgot to go back and check the too many men um i will say like as frustrating as that is to happen in like a game whatever last night was like 67 Mm -hmm. um at least they've cut it down in recent weeks you know cuz you remember there was a stretch where they had they had it it happened in like three or four straight games and it was like what the hell's going on here <laughs> yeah and then it's it's like it's an inexcusable mistake no matter like there's no spinning that in any kind of positive way mm-hmm. that's an inexcusable incredibly dumb mistake and i don't know how that happens and whoever whoever ended up being on the wrong end of that, that tongue lashing during the video session today uh, probably did not enjoy their morning very much.
3: See, I, when I looked up at, when they blew the whistle, I looked at the bench, Ian Cole was standing on the ice and he looked very confused. I don't know if it was him. And I was like, Oh man, if I get to stack on top of this tweet, Bedner,
0: Bedner said after the game, I looked on the ice. I saw four forwards and two defensemen. I don't know which one of them hopped that wasn't supposed to. Well, there you go. And so, again, I haven't gone back to watch it, yeah, but it's yeah, just like, uh, <laughs> uh, just so stupid.
3: Yeah. So stupid. I agree. Um, Tyson Berry, what a bullet. And that was when I almost tweeted to you. I was going to say, somewhere. AJ can't decide how he feels because they're running that offense through Tyson Barry. But what a shot, man! That was moving. I mean, that's
0: that's why that's why they do it. Right. And like my frustration with um, drink uh, with with Barry this year <laughs> has been, uh, you know, that's his seventh goal. Mm-hmm. And if you look at you look at his career, and you look at the seasons, he had fourteen last year. You know, uh, he had 13 a couple years ago, his 13, 12, 13. And then, you know, obviously he had seven in the last season and then 14 last year. And he's got seven again this year. Mm -hmm. And he's generating more shots this year than he than he has uh, ever before in his career. He's he's shooting four percent versus the like seven and a half ish that he had been shooting coming into this season. And that's been my frustration. Like, if if Barry's bringing it, dude, and he's burying those shots, no pun intended, like, it's perfectly fine because he's been one of the better goal-scoring defensemen from the point the last couple years. You don't think of him like that because he's a tiny little dude. Right. But he's gotten it done. I've said that for a a long time. It's just been the – it's just – last night was just his seventh goal. And that's where it's been frustrating. That's where you've been like, dude,
3: like what's going on here? Right. I've said that for a long time about Barry. Barry he's he's packaged in a in, in small, but that he has one of the most underrated slap shots in the NHL. When he gets a hold of one, like like you said, you you don't you almost don't expect it from him cuz normally you look around the league the guys with the big heavy shots are big guys that can really put their weight to it, but Barry can really get a hold of them. And uh, so so you look at his shooting percentage, 4%. Bad luck, bad shot selection. Um, I mean,
0: if you go back and you look at all the goals that he scored in his career, uh, there have been more goals in transition. I feel like all seven mm-hmm. of his goals this year have probably come from shots from the point. Yeah. And in previous years, there have been goals, uh, a lot more goals scored in transition that he's been able to bury. Again, god damn it, no, <laughs> no pun intended. That um, he's, he's been able to finish. <laughs> um, plays he's been able to finish in the offensive zone for goals. Uh, in in where he's, you know, much closer than that, down in the circles. And this year, it just feels like it's he's doing a lot more just standing up top and just firing away and firing away. Because... I think there is some offensive philosophy there. I think that's what they want, Uh, but I also think that it's uh, a crutch for for all of them. There is a trust there when he's on the ice, and in those situations where they're going to play that little pitch and catch, and it worked this time. And hey, when it works, man, it looks. I mean, you are like, what you can complain about, right? Right? But when you know, and in like, you knew it was coming because in. The last couple of games, like he'd found post, <laughs> right, right, like in, like three of the last four games he'd hit a post, something like that, right? right. Like you're you were like he's come very close to breaking through here, mm-hmm. and he'd only had five points in his previous eighteen games. And I talked to him; I've talked to him about it a few times. Um, just the frustration that he's been feeling is he gets he knows he gets paid for this, and he hasn't been getting it done, and it's been weighing on him, and it's been tough. Because that's that's what he's there for, you know. You talk about all, you know, you want defense and blah 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 blah. All these other things that he has to do, absolutely. But that guy cashes his paychecks under the guise that he produces points, mm-hmm. and he hadn't been doing it. And so it when it finally when it finally happened, it was it was.
3: I was happy for him. I was just like, yeah, totally. And you and I were talking on the phone before this. We'll we'll dive back into the whole Tyson Barry thing again at some point. <laughs> Cause we do it every couple of days on Twitter anyway, so we might as well do it. Yeah, one of, one of us spends all day on Twitter fighting
0: about Tyson Barry <laughs> at least like two or three days a week. Yeah, yeah.
3: And and it sounds like today it was both of us, so Twitter got a two for today.
0: Yeah, well, and my thing was I was I was arguing for why you should just trade him. Mm-hmm. And and it in Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but the crux of it is, it's not it's not that I don't like him. It's not that I think he sucks or anything. It's it has almost nothing to do with him. Right, right, right. Uh,
3: I uh, yeah, I had someone say tell me that there's there's not a market out there for Tyson Berry, and I was like, okay, well that guy's wrong. Interesting. Uh, or girl, I didn't I didn't mean to assume that person's gender. Well, I, I feel like when you say when you're talking about Twitter, you just go, yeah, that guy over there. That's When you say that, that means like this person's avatar, their, their little virtual self is just like a general. Yeah. Those guys over there. (laughs) Um, so that was with about two minutes left. I'm not, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about the uh, Nathan McKinnon goal because you're working on a film room for that. So we'll make everyone uh, sit on the edge of their seats a little bit for a full breakdown of that, but really nice shot. It was nice to see that that group of um, McKinnon, Rantanen, and Barry finally be on the on the winning side uh, of an overtime. I liked what Jared Bednar did though. To start, he mixed those lines up a little bit, put some more defensive responsibility out there with their top guys uh, in Soderberg and Comfer and uh, or Comfer, however it's pronounced now, and. uh I thought it got them through those first few minutes and they were able to settle in a little bit. But like I said, we're not going to give away too much because you're working on something right now for that. So AJ, any last things to add on this, uh, on this game before we transition to the kind of the big takeaway from, from last night's game in our next segment.
0: Got the the two points they needed, gave Detroit the point they needed to stay four points ahead of Ottawa, who picked up an overtime point against the Isles last night. So,
3: yeah, 15 games to go. There you go, 15 games to go. Well, as I just mentioned, while the Avs did win, they suffered a a loss of their own as Nikita Zadorov has gone down with an upper body injury, will not be making the trip to Dallas, and they haven't told us much past that. We are going to talk about what that means for the Abs, what this decor might look like here down the stretch, and how much of an impact no Nikita Zadorov will have in this playoff race that we discussed earlier in the segment is ever so, <coughs> so critical. So if I don't choke to death uh, on my own saliva during this break, like I almost just did, we will be right back. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage.
1: Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary.
2: What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosks, their online ordering and then just pick up at the store and then they're always getting new genetics as well so that's always cool.
1: Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no wait and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases.
3: I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend and I would tell them to look forward to Different strains and knowledgeable help.
1: Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today.
3: Segment number two here: BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano, AJ Hafley here talking. Well, we just talked to Avs Wings, and now we're gonna we're gonna branch off into a, a sliver of, of what came out of that game. Nikita Zadorov. I didn't even see it. I saw him come down on the rush. I saw the play go the other way. And then suddenly they blew the play dead when Matt Calvert came over the line. And it was because Nikita Zdorov was down. I guess at this point he was in front of the play. Uh, AJ, did you see it? Yeah, I
0: watched him uh, slide into the boards and go around. And he just put his head down. And I thought, oh, no, he knows he's hurt. Yeah. And then he got up, and it does look like he tells the referee, I broke my arm, uh, which everybody on Twitter <laughs> told me. Right. Uh, and then, of course, he came back, what, two minutes later?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. – it was it – was, I don't think he missed a shift.
0: Uh, he didn't miss long, that's for sure. He came back out pretty quickly because they had a TV timeout, and he was back out there not long after. Yeah. Uh, and he – jump back out there and finish the game. Um, There's a picture of the abs as a team reacting on the bench to the win. And he's sitting there. You can tell that he's in quite a bit of pain as he like doesn't do anything. He just raises his arms up and then
3: like leaves. Yeah, it's. uh, uh, Why does that always have to happen right when good things, something good happens and they're like, nope, we're going to take that away from you now. You yeah. don't get to fully enjoy that.
0: I mean, the abs haven't really had major injury issues this year. Um, so it's, you know, they they have not had to deal with a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like during the playoff run, like at the very end here, it's a good time for it to start.
3: Well, that what happened to and him tomorrow, last year.
0: Tomorrow, EJ will break his foot blocking a shot. And Nathan McKinnon will,
3: I don't know. Yeah, so don't even go into that. He's, he's, the Eric Johnson one, we're waiting for it. We haven't had one this year. He'll he'll get the plague, and then,
0: you know, <laughs> it'll just be done from there.
3: Yeah. The ads will up. just
0: cancel the season for fear of the health of their players.
3: Well, last year, that was what happened. Right at the end of the year, Varley goes down. Bernier goes down. Gerard went down in the playoffs. Johnson went down. Yeah, so I well, mean, you to...
0: remember like David Orsovsky and Duncan Siemens played in game one of the postseason. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. With, with John Bernier
3: in net. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Oh, that's bad, man. So, all right. We we laugh and we joke. Fun memories. N- Nikita Zadornoff goes down. You're in the middle Damn. of, of uh, you know, a huge playoff race, obviously. Ryan Graves goes into the lineup. What yep, kind of difference? Do you, what kind of difference do you think that this makes?
0: Well, Nikita for the door off coming out. You're swapping out a guy who is playing 20 minutes a night for one playing 12 minutes a night, mm-hmm. 14 minutes a night. Right. So, um, <laughs> who
3: who slots who slots in and makes up those minutes then? Who who are, who are you, or is that what you're gonna have to try to find out here over, you know, the next handful of games?
2: Uh
0: I mean, Ian Cole's minutes have been lowered uh since coming back from his injury, so he'll probably get the natural bump. Um you'd expect Nemeth will get a slight bump in even strength time. Um, but for the most part, I think it'll just be uh the the big three that you would expect. Um, Gerard Johnson and Barry will probably, uh, and, and Cole, I guess, big four, those guys will all just eat up a little bit more time than they have been. Instead of, yeah. instead of being at the 20 minute mark, they'll all be in the 22 minute mark, or if somebody was at 22, they'll be at 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. So that's that's um, where I think a lot of that will come from, is most of those will get eaten up by those guys, and Graves will continue to play situationally. <sighs>
3: Nikita Zdorov, you obviously have the inconsistency issues. But you know, you look at that play last night where he back chat I don't remember who it was that he caught off the top oh, of my I head.
0: Don't that was awesome, um, though.
3: But I mean you you see plays like that, and I think it, it's plays like that to get you so frustrated with the inconsistency. But I, I guess what I want to know, AJ, is is all right, so let's just say it's Ian Cole, who who we're gonna kind of talk about in the next segment, kind of. Uh, let's say it's Ian Cole. What kind of difference does that make? And, and again, we're assuming this is going to be more than just the Dallas game. If it's the Dallas game, then you get through the Dallas game and, and you figure it out. But let, let's say, let's just hypotheticals here because mm-hmm. it's a podcast and we get to say whatever we want. Um, let's say he's done for the next 16 games. What... What does that take out of your lineup? Nikita Zadorov's a unique defenseman. Yeah, well, it takes out, for
0: one, it takes out a guy that can actually score goals from the blue line. Um, Even strength, too. Because you look at it, and he's he's been beating goalies a little bit more frequently, uh, and he had caught and passed Barry, and I know that was a goal of his this year, was to uh, lead the abs defenseman in goals scored. So... Um, you know, he you lose a little bit of the, you lose the threat of that because, um, you know, Graves has a nice shot. He just doesn't use it very often. And Zadorov had started firing away a lot more over the last two weeks.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, So you lose just that element, right? Yeah, man. Graves has a heavy shot, heavy shot. <clears throat> yeah,
0: it's just the instincts to use them are lacking. Mm. Um. But you also, I mean, obviously, you you lose the physicality. He's one of the guys that causes more pucks to be dumped in than anybody else because dudes don't want to get hit by him, right? They they look up and they see big number sixteen and they're like, hey, "Dump and change." Yeah, like, let's.
3: I'm, mm-mm, no sir. So, so is it is it going to be the presence that you're losing more than what he actually gives you on the ice? It's just, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, mean I mean, I mean,
0: his presence yeah I mean his presence is what he gives you on the ice, so it's not it's not meaningless um but it's you're not i mean you're not losing a dominant defenseman right you're you're losing a guy that on any given night can take over games or he can cost you games mm-hmm. you know i mean there was a there was a sequence last night. Where um, he fired a missile of a pass right into Ian Cole's skates, and it bounces off Cole's skate, and Cole looked at him like, "What the hell did you just do?" And it turned into a little mini two on one for Detroit the other way. So, like, that's the roller coaster you're getting with Nikita Zadorov. Is he he can lay the wood, he can he can score a bomb of a, a slap shot from the point. Uh, he can step up on guys. He's got a physical, menacing presence that is lacking elsewhere. Uh, but there's, you know, there was. I mean, he missed a wide open JT Confer by three feet last night. Uh, that that caused an icing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you know, he almost created he created a scoring chance on his own by full strength passing a a like bazooking a pass over into Ian Cole's skate. <laughs> Well, Cole's on the move, and it was like, dude, like I know these guys are in the NHL, but there isn't a guy in the league that's going to cleanly handle that thing. <laughs> like right. it, it hit it, it hit his skate so hard it just bounced away and right to the Red Wings forward. And I was like, uh, dude, what are you doing?
3: Well, and and then on the flip side of that, the play he gets injured on is him pushing the play up ice. And so it's just, it's yeah, it's this crazy balancing act with him overall, before we jump to a break, obviously anytime a guy is coming, a regular is coming out of your lineup. It's going to hurt, but is this an injury that again, let's say worst case he's done for the next 15. Is this a guy that the abs losing to key Should that keep them from being able to make the playoffs? Ooh. Not should
0: it could it? It could um, just because you never know what you're getting with Z. If you were getting 15 games of Zadorov at his best, right? You really lost a horse there. Mm-hmm. You lost a big, big presence. If you were getting 15 games of the inconsistent, penalty-prone Zadorov that that still has issues with puck management, you're gonna. I think you can survive that. And ultimately, I do think they can, they can make the playoffs if he doesn't play again.
3: All right. Well, there you go. It's,
0: it's an uphill battle, though. Like, it's playing more like Zadorov is better than both Nemeth and Graves. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, so you're, you're, you're hoping that, hey, this is why you get depth. This is why you don't trade Nemeth at the deadline for whatever you can get for a bag of pucks mm-hmm. is because of this exact scenario.
3: Right, right. And uh, I'm not even going to mention Mark Barbario's name right now. Well, he's hurt again. Uh, Oh, I didn't know if we were saying that. All right, that was why I didn't want to mention (laughs) it. Yeah, no, I mean, I tweeted out that he was in a walking boot. So, So, funny story from the other night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is is a funny story. Uh,
3: first, First, before I tell that story... I got to tell you guys about this game-changing coffee. I have to tell you about it. Listen, guys. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible. You guys know that. Have you read them yet? Have you gone and read the reviews? I want someone to tweet at me one of the reviews because I don't think you guys are going and reading them, and I'm telling you to multiple times every week. The CBD infused coffee has taken away long term migraines, back pains, arthritis, IBS, and it has even helped decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all natural and non psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty. We could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and have it delivered straight to your door. I'm going to Strava Craft Coffee right now. I'm going to order some of this. I am going to be proactive. I need you guys to go be proactive as well. I'm I'm literally ordering some right now. Um, so, funny story. AJ and I are up in the press box. What was that, last Thursday? Yeah, the Vancouver game. Last Thursday. And <clears throat> I turned to AJ and I said, Man, we haven't seen. Uh I said, I'm I'm surprised that they're not giving Barbario even a look. Is he still healthy? And AJ looked at me and, and he said, Yeah, yeah, no, he's fine. He's fully back. They're just choosing not to play him. So we the game ends. Uh the app is well, was- and, and added context. <sighs> I had literally just talked to Mark
0: Barbario at practice. Right. Uh, about being healthy the day before the game. Yep. Like, we had just had the conversation <laughs> 24 hours earlier. I had sat next to him at practice and been like, hey, man, like, it's been a tough year for you. How you feeling? And he was, you know, we were just kind of chatting about about the injuries and his frustration with it. And so Jesse asks me literally the next day, and I'm like, yeah, man, he's totally healthy.
3: He's fine. Yeah. He's like he's fine. They're just they're just choosing not to play him. And I was like, wow, that's that's really surprising because I I've I, I'm not a I'm, it's not that I'm like a huge fan of Mark Barberos' game, but I think I think he does all right. I think he's a legitimate NHLer and, and what a great guy on top of all that. So the game ends. The Avs win in a shootout. Everything's great. We walk down to the locker room. We get our interviews. Uh, Varley says a bunch of really funny stuff that no one ever heard. Maybe I'll drop it in right here. And oh, we dropped we dropped it in the audio. Oh, oh, oh great. So go to yeah. go to, to bsndenver.com, listen to the varley interview. Uh th- they cut it out of all the broadcasts and stuff, but it was hilarious. <laughs> the very, very end. So, so oh, we all laugh and joke, and, and we walk down the hallway uh to go talk to Coach and the three abs, uh scratches are walking towards us. It was it was what? Uh, Sheldon Dries, Vladislav Kamenev, and then behind them comes limping Mark Barbario in a walking boot. Right. AJ's about 10 feet ahead of me. So Bar- Barb's goes by us, and I just yelled up to AJ, AJ, you're a liar. And, and no one knew what I was talking about. A bunch of people looked at me. AJ knew exactly what I meant. He goes, hey, man. <laughs> When I, as far as I knew, he was healthy. and I was uh, like, that's brand new. Yeah, yeah, that was what, yeah, yeah, that was what it was. AJ turned around and goes, yo, that's brand new. That was, so it it was, I, I don't know if anybody else found that funny. That may have been one of those you had to be there things, but no one had any context. Barb's walks by us. I yelled to AJ, you're a liar. And he turns around right away and says, hey, that's brand new so it was just this like really funny we aj had just talked to him we just had the conversation and then everything we knew was blown up in front of our faces so right uh it was hilarious all right i just ordered uh strava craft coffee peace and wellness restore so so please someone else go on there uh guys (laughs) seriously it's it's i i'm not a coffee guy i will drink this stuff my roommate drinks coffee like crazy uh, I will drink uh, some of the straw. We've had it around the office before. Uh, it, it really is good. And and you're not going to get that whole like euphoric, uh, you know, marijuana thing. It's it's CBD infused and it just, it helps, man. You you just feel, uh, I have all kinds of problems with my knees and my back. And it, it just provides a little bit of relief for that stuff. Uh, seriously, guys, Strava has been one of our partners for a long, long time, and uh, we tell you guys every week to go check out their reviews and check out the coffee. So I'm I'm taking the initiative here. I went and jumped online and ordered a bag for myself. Hope you guys follow suit. Let's take a quick break, AJ. When we come back, I didn't know if you and I were going to have to throw hands this morning at 5 a.m., but I was willing to over Ian Cole. We'll talk about that. <laughs>
2: cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue segment
3: number three it's the third and final segment of the bsn avalanche podcast presented by total beverage jesse montano and aj hatefully here with you guys on uh I, I don't like doing the whole, like, white people in the office thing and calling it Hump Day. Uh okay. so It's Wednesday. Yeah, it is. That's, uh, I guess, I guess it is technically Hump Day, and, uh... Did you, did you say the white people thing? I said, like, white people in the office. <laughs> anyone, anyone who's ever worked in a cubicle on Wednesday, you just hear, like echoing. Oh, happy hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. I go to bed on Wednesdays with hump day, just like ringing in my ears. It's brutal, man. But the phrase hump day did, did bring abs fans the woo hoo or woo woo. So what can you do? Uh, AJ, you and I both thought the, the promo had ended, but our fearless leader, Brandon Spano, who, uh, let's face it, likes football? So he probably won't hear me call him his fearless our fearless leader. I could call him whatever I wanted. Uh, dog. Yeah, our dog, Brandon Spaniel. Let us know that tonight. Tonight is the cutoff. So, if you haven't subscribed to BSN Denver yet, first of all, <laughs> what you doing what? with your life? Huh? Why? Why would you have not have done that? If you haven't, go to bsndenver.com right now. Subscribe. Use the promo code ABS. You can only get that promo code here. It's going to get you a one-year subscription for $29.99. And look, I've had a handful of you guys DM me over the last couple of weeks. Hey, I pay month to month. Should I renew on this new promo code? Can I? Yes. Absolutely yes. It's going to save you literally half. If you're paying month to month right now, go to bsndenver.com, renew on that, uh, uh, with that promo code ABS and it's going to cut your, your yearly bill to BSN Denver in half. How many companies are actively asking you to spend less money with them? One. It's us. It's this right now. That's what's happening. Um, in all seriousness, you guys... Uh, we really do appreciate when you go do that. It's a, uh, we, we compete, you know, we're, we're, we work in sports. We're, we're, we're guys and girls that work in sports. So we're all competitive. We like to, uh, to, to walk around the office with our, with our chest puffed out, uh, a little bit similar to how AD looked for about 48 seconds a couple weeks ago when the Blackhawks held a playoff spot for about three hours. um, that's, you know, AD walks around like that on the daily. AJ and I will sometime, we like to do that around the office when we, uh, when we beat up on the Broncos, uh, Nuggets, and Rockies. So, so make sure you, you get there uh, tonight. Use that promo code. And, and if the, the Avs beat has cashed in the most promo codes, everyone who used it is going to get a free t-shirt out of the BSN Denver locker. So you get a little bit of skin in the game as well. <sighs> All right. No more. We won't be. We won't do any more plugging. But I do have a. No, I'm just kidding. Um, AJ. So I. Uh, I sent out a tweet yesterday. And, I I did it. One because, you I've been were, frustrated with with Ian Cole mad. for a while, for a while, and and I watched him on on three consecutive shifts in the first where I'm just saying, what is this guy doing? What is he doing? And I tweeted it and I got about 70 responses that all agreed with me. I've never seen that happen in the history of Twitter. I've never seen, (laughs) I've never seen people come together uh, with, with nice things to say to each other. And then last night, while I've drifted off into dreamland you come along and and start messing all that up. Uh, and I thought, I, I, I'm actually going to go pull up. Uh, I, I don't know who it was or what exactly the verbiage was, but someone had an absolutely hilarious response to your initial quote tweet. Uh, I'm going to go find right now. But, uh, so why don't you tell everyone why I look for this? What was the debate over? Why why were you and I talking back and forth this morning about uh, about Ian Cole? Well, because your tweet was as a lot of your
0: tweets are. Question. Oh my <laughs>
3: gosh. It was questionable. Oh, uh, b- before before you go any further, I want to first <sighs> say I I in my tweet said Hot take coming in, and everyone was like, Jesse, this isn't a hot take. This is spot on. Oh, Jesse, why'd you think this was such a hot take? And now I got AJ saying that I have terrible opinions. I said you it, have
0: questionable tweets.
3: It sounds like you're in the out group on this. I br- mean,
0: I'm in the right group, and so wherever that lands, <laughs> it's up to everybody else. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I. Uh, I basically said, not I basically said, I said, I think Ian Cole's been the worst Habs defenseman since mid-November. Uh, and, and I stand by that to write this very second. AJ, I will say, came back with some with some fancy stats that, that prove, hey, Ian Cole, he's failed the eye test, but he's passed some of the other tests.
0: Yeah, I mean, good. Basically, and it, I thought it was funny that last night was like, the one that caused you to to produce the tweet because last night at 5v5 strictly just at 5v5 uh ian cole was on the ice for 10 avalanche shots for four red wing shots against which was the best ratio amongst defensemen <laughs> so um. i thought i thought it was like this is what I'm talking about when people are like, oh, See, well, the eye test is this, and the eye test is that. And it's like, yeah, your eyes are trash. All of ours are.
3: But, but again, can't, so we I... Can't, I, I
0: we, come, we can't come close to tracking trash. that kind of... Infer- we, we can't come close to tracking the amount of information that happens in a hockey game accurately. We remember one or two things, maybe three or four things if we're really, really locked in about specific stuff. But this is why coaches go back and watch video, and this is why video coaches break down video for teams because they have to go back and look at all of it. The game's too fast. If all you're doing is just watching a game and you're like, oh, okay, here's this, here's that. This is how I feel about this. Then there's a really, really good chance that if you go and you match up what you, you think your eyes are telling you on a consistent basis, next to the numbers, you're probably going to have some adjustments to, to make. And so I thought it was funny that last night of all the nights, you were like, yeah, Cole's been really bad. And it's like, there were some decisions that he made that were not good, like, and that aren't going to show up. And that's, up in the and that's like f- Ian Cole makes a bad pinch, and Zadorov has to track a guy down and break up the play and makes a great, does a great job. Does not turn into a shot attempt, doesn't turn into anything. So statistically, Ian Cole gets away with that decision. But those are, those are the things that stand out. And they, that they, you say, oh, well, okay, you know, he was on the ice for a goal against last night, and the goal against had, basically nothing to do with him but because he was on the ice on the ice against I got multiple tweets going what the hell is Ian Cole doing and it was like why aren't you asking what Sven Androgetto is doing and why he's just sitting at center ice watching the play unfold
3: and and so the the point that we're making here is it's so important to use both because I think you just pulled two fantastic examples just from last night You know, and and I'm not even going to use Ian Cole. In you know, player X completely flubs a puck, completely misses his assignment. Whatever, someone else makes up for it. As far as the stats sheets say, nothing bad ever happened to player X. Right. When in fact, your eyes are telling you, no, 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 that was him. And then on the flip side of that, you, you, the puck, all you see is Ian Cole fishing the puck out of the net. So you go, gah. There's Ian Cole again, pulling the puck out of the net. But then you have some statistics or heat maps or something to say, no, that wasn't necessarily on him. Well, and you can just watch the replay and see, okay, everybody,
0: like Zdorov took his man, Cole took his man, Joe's took his man. They made the extra pass. The fourth guy back was Andrew Ghetto. Andrew Ghetto didn't take his man, and it was an easy tic-tac-toe goal. Like, there's nothing Ian Cole does that you want Ian Cole to do differently on that play. There's nothing you want any of those guys to do differently, except Sven Andrew Ghetto. <laughs> right, And, and sure. all those guys get a minus one in the goals for or goals against category uh, on the ice. And then, so that's, that's why I picked those two examples. Cole makes a bad decision. He pinches in. Zadorov has to break it up. It doesn't turn into anything in, uh, on the stat sheet. Ian Cole does his job, takes his guy. The team defense as a whole breaks down. He ends up on the ice for the goal against. And people are like, he was on the ice for another goal against. Mm-hmm. And you're just like,
3: well, <laughs> true. But did you see the play? So what you just said, actually, about Ian Cole, we'll take a two-minute detour into why we're talking about Ian Cole. What -hmm. you just said, though, about Ian Cole got his guy, that is what I have been so supremely frustrated with with Ian Cole this year. Sorry? It's a drink. Oh. (laughs) Is, Is I feel... Way too often, Ian Cole, for being a, a veteran, uh, you know, playoff experience, solid, uh, you know, top four defenseman, he loses his assignments in the defensive zone way too often. I see him constantly just out in no man's land covering nobody. I I know you, I'm sure you probably get crazy annoyed anytime mm-hmm. you and I are watching a game Uh, with each other, especially on the penalty kill. How many times a game do I hit you saying, what is Ian Cole doing? Who is he covering? The penalty kill is very different
0: than their five-on-five. Their penalty kill is a big, big, big problem. Uh, But but again, it's the system, it's players, it's reads, it's all of it. Everything, their penalty kill is fundamentally broken. So I'm separating, Ian Cole, the 5v5 player, is very different than Ian Cole, the penalty killer, as is Colorado, the 5v5 team, and Colorado, the 4v5 team.
3: Right, but you put out a tweet this this morning that said uh, it was part of this this conversation back and forth, and you said I don't know why people are, are are. It's either he's terrible or he's great with, and not just Ian Cole with a lot of guys. There doesn't seem yeah. to be a gray area. And and what I said to you is I I think I think a lot of that has to do with expectation. I think that's probably why. I'm much harsher on Ian Cole. I've had people tell me, you're too harsh on Ian Cole. But that to me is why. The abs went out and gave him way too much money for way too many years this summer. And you're shopping in free agency. That's what you have to do. I'm not blaming the abs for that. That's the nature of, of unrestricted free agency. But with that, to me, comes expectations of, hey, this is a guy that we brought in because he's been on deep playoff runs. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's played in the top four. He's this, you know, grizzled defenseman that can can bring some stability and some leadership to a young back end. And to me, those types of little mistakes—losing your assignment, uh, you, you know, not playing two-on-ones well—he makes too many little mistakes that you don't, that you should not be getting out of a guy with with the resume that they pitched when he came in. So so for me when I say he's been the abs worst defenseman you know what was he worse than Mark it's, entire, it's it's entirely anecdotal right, well it's 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 relative to what you're expecting out of the player Ryan Graves <laughs> you're not expecting him to be a number 1 defenseman you're expecting all right here's a rookie you know trying to figure out he he his um You know, his growth was really stunted. He was at one point a high, you know, ranking prospect. Now he's trying to get it back. What you've gotten from him has been great in that regard. You look at a guy like Tyson Berry, you and I were saying earlier, we're having conversations all the time. I had someone say to me today, his defensive game sucks. I said, no, the expectations for his defensive game suck. No one here is saying, oh, yeah, roll Tyson Berry out as your number one shutdown guy. If they were coming out and saying, yeah, Tyson Berry is a guy who can put up 50 points, you can roll out against other teams' top lines, and he can shut it down the defensive zone, then you'd have a leg to stand on and say, no, that's not what he does. That's not what we're getting he said he could do that, and he's not. So that's more what I mean when I say Ian Cole's been the Absorbs defenseman. Is I think he has failed to live up to expectations more than any other player on that blue line this year. Personally,
0: uh, and I just think that's garbage, and couldn't be further from the truth. He's their best shot suppressive uh, defenseman, and that's the point of defense, right? I, I mean, I mean, sure. If if the sure. abs so they're the shots against per per sixty minutes. If you had six Ian Coles, so you're telling me? Hold would, on, hold
3: on, hold on. You're telling me
0: just statistically, the abs would be the third or fourth best team in shot suppression in the NHL.
3: I, I was talking over. I didn't hear any part of that first part.
0: I, I said. <laughs> If you had six if you had six Ian Coles just from what he has produced, um that that
3: that's an ins- don't even finish this. That's that's such a ludicrous hypothetical. If you had six no, Ian Coles, saying, you'd be in like, a
0: hell of a lot of trouble, dude. What what I'm saying is that you would you I mean his shot suppression has been the best amongst Av's defensemen. Yeah, and but but when he's
3: don't, when he's don't sitting try to do next
0: that. to when he's sitting next to your best offensive driver, You've produced a quality pairing. I mean, I, I tweeted out a, a graph not that long ago that showed that um, relative to their, to their time together, the Berry pairing has been Colorado's best pairing this year. It's been their most successful pairing. It's been one of the NHL's better second pairings.
3: So when you, you said relative to their time together, what kind of time have they spent together? Well,
0: I mean, Cole and Barry have spent a ton of time together, but and no, like, I'm, I'm, like,
3: I'm, I'm literally asking, the top
0: no, the top pairing, the top pairing there was uh, Nemeth and Graves, and of course, they haven't spent very much time <laughs> together. Um, so it was obviously like a really small sample there. But Cole and Barry have spent a ton of time together this year.
3: But and so, so you're saying that that Ian Cole has lived up to to all of your expectations? He's given you Ian exactly Cole, what you thought you were going to get.
0: Ian Cole's given me basically what i thought i was gonna get yeah i think he's given too many penalties um well and that's the other part i haven't even
3: brought, brought some up into this
0: some, some questionable decisions here and there but overall uh he produces uh he produces he hasn't given me what i wanted on the penalty kill um uh, but he's he's given at 5v5 he's given the best anchor that tyson Berry's ever had in his career next to him uh the most successful second pairing that the abs have had in 10 years and what are
3: you basing that on though? Because that, that, that's to me, that's such a. I'm basing it on. I'm basing it on what they've produced on the ice.
0: I'm basing it on data. I'm but, not but I mean, basing but I mean, it on You're saying. Well, and Cole doesn't play two on ones the way that I like. I'm basing it on the fact that all of their shot, all their shot data is the best that the abs have had out of a defensive pairing in a very long time. And like a long-term pairing, not like a, these guys were together for a hundred minutes, you know, like a a pairing that's been together and actually played together. Mm -hmm. And the numbers together are really good.
3: Uh, I mean, okay, sure. They're, they're in a worse position this year than they were last year. Uh, You know, standings wise. Is that Uh, Ian Cole's fault? I'm not saying it is, but for you to say that's the most successful pair they've had since the early two thousands is I, I, I think that's subjective. They they
1: have well, they have.
0: I didn't say the early two thousands. I said like ten years. So, so the early two thousands. So two thousand nine is that early two thousands? Yeah. Once you hit that's like that's like that's like the end of the two thousands and getting into the twenty tens. That's how decades work. See,
3: early two thousands. Then we're in the twenty tens. Two thousands. Now we're in the tens. Next year we'll be in the. Come on, you got it. No, no, 20s? early 2000s. Yeah, that's the early 2000s. Before I mean, before the 2010s started. Would you call 1908 no, the early 1900s? No, it would be
0: the nine. It would be the late 1900s. You didn't like just like, that. Did like you? 1918 would be like the late 1910s. This is a stupid conversation. We're completely Point is, this is this has been their this has statistically been their better their the, one of their better pairings in a really long time they've they've produced what they've needed to do as a second pairing uh it's the best it's the best D partner Tyson Berry's ever had and um you know up until up until this recent stretch Ian Cole Ian Cole gets hurt and disappears so does Tyson Berry's effectiveness you know and you can say in the D maybe that maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a coincidence I don't know it's a pretty small sample size so I'm not going to draw a strong conclusion out of that the same way that I'm not drawing a strong conclusion out of well, the ABS were whatever their record was when Ian Cole was gone, and now Ian Cole's back, and now they're losing all their games again. Well, I, and, I didn't say that. No, and I'm I'm not, but I've gotten a lot of that on Twitter today. Oh, and well, so I'm not uh, accusing you of that. I'm just saying. Let me let me. That's been the 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 correlation between winning and losing, which you were starting to draw about. Oh, well, last year's team versus this year's team. Like they're different teams. There's a lot of different factors that go into success and failures. But well, my point, Ian Cole is, uh, to my mind and to my expectations, been more or less ex- what I expected
3: from him. Well,
0: then, then you had lower a, expectations than guy. everyone
3: else. You had you had way lower expectations for everyone else, in my opinion. Now, okay. now okay. what do you mean, okay? That's, that's, I mean, okay. Okay, so he's been success review? with one guy on the team. Fantastic. He's been a nightmare on the power play, and he's abysmal offensively. You mean the PK? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um making sure I'm with you on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, let me let me pause really fast to say this. Hey, Twitter, other than like the top two percent of NHLers, one guy won't have an impact on, on a team skyrocketing through the standings or losing games here and there. So to say that oh, Ian Cole went out of the lineup, they won and now he's back and they're losing, stop. That's that's ridiculous. So with with I, his partner. I said because you said this is the most successful pairing they've had in a long, long time. And I said it depends on what you measure, how you measure success, is is what I meant by that.
0: Well, they're on ice results, like what they've produced. Now, the issue, the big thing, the big thing that goes against Ian Cole is why are all the goals scored against him while he's on the ice? And, like, hey, perfectly legitimate question. I mean, he's, he's, the, the tweet that I sent you, he leads the abs in a bunch of shots oppression. He's middle of the road in um, um, the quality given up, and the guys that are ahead of him were both Nemeth and zadorov in each of those categories. <laughs> let me let um, me ask you really but fast. the thing he's he's given up the most number of goals. He's had the lowest. He's last on the among the Avs defensemen in on ice save percentage and PDO, and it's not even close. He's way last among the regulars. I'm not talking Mark Alt and Barbario oh, and right, those guys. Right, right. I mean among the I of the seven
3: guys that have played 20 games this year. So I'm even counting Graves in this. So the shot suppression thing and again this is me asking a legitimate question just cuz I'm not as familiar with it as you are is that shots towards the net or is that shots on net? Both, all okay, of them. All right, I all included right. I included all of them. Okay. Cuz I,
0: I was curious the same way because I was like hey, he blocks a lot of shots. Right. Maybe maybe there's a difference what's getting through. That's why I said Six Ian Coles would give up twenty-eight shots a game and so, if if this was obviously the same, and, and and that's that's right up at the top of the NHL, and that
3: whereas that's tops on the ads on their defense, and that's why I was asking because I remember people used to fall all over Francois Bochman for the first year because oh wow he no no shots get through he blocks them all it's like yeah but he had to block eleven in a forty-eight second shift that's not a good right. shift so that's why I right. wanted to ask. And and I mean and I didn't even
0: include his Corsi for four percentage, which is over fifty. And uh the uh both both Barry and Johnson are and Zadorov, all three of those guys are have better Corsi four percentages with Cole than without. Gerard is the one that like craters next to Cole, and it's <laughs> and of course like again, outside of Barry. You're talking about like hundred minute sample sizes. Right? Right, right, right. right? these guys have played a little bit together. Barry's the big one. He's been his partner for the majority of the season. And so that's the one that I focused on. That's the I mean that's and that's been a successful pairing. It's been good. Um and that's I mean, that's that's that. Like they've been really good together. Barry and Barry and Cole have produced the kinds of uh shot metrics that good pairings produce on a consistent basis. I'm it's not like Dougie Hamilton and Mark Giordano producing like sixty percent Corsi 4 numbers last year for Calgary, where you're just like, holy sh- what is going on with those two? Right, right. It's not like that. Like they're on earth. Um, but like they're they're rock solid. And we haven't seen an abs pairing, a long term abs pairing, really sniff fifty percent on a consistent basis much in the last several years it's been many years since it's happened so and these two guys together are sitting at 50 almost 54 percent so shot attempts and it's not just shot attempts it's 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 shot attempts it's unblocked shot attempts it's shots that actually get on goal it's scoring chances it's high danger chances the only thing that goes against him is actual goals and that i mean what do what do goalies have to do with that one
3: well and, you know, and his on ice day percentage is really low. And his, see, that's his, where you have to, is really low. That's where you have to implement what am I seeing? So the, the right. one from last night's a great example is that's okay, sure, not on him. but i I can think about the top of my head, five where his guy has been standing wide open in front of the net. And that's happened to a lot of guys this year. I'm not th- th- this conversation isn't meant to be about Ian Cole specifically. Just in general, you have to be able to, to fuse what you're seeing on the ice. And, and so and right. so I, I'm actually AJ and see everyone. This is how diplomacy works. This is a mature conversation. I'm now gonna take back and I'm gonna be paying attention. When goals are going in with the ink on the ice, why? What is the result? Where is that coming from? Are they coming from his man? Are they coming from weak? So it's it's something. I, I also challenge just as I challenged all of you to go order Strava craft coffee. I'm challenging you guys pay attention. I had a lot of support on that tweet last night. All jokes aside, not being funny or anything. There was a lot of people yeah. who seem to agree with that. I mean, it, people, people have been banging the table for Ian Cole to get scratched for Ryan Graves. I, I am of the opinion that Ian Cole gives too many dumb boneheaded mistakes for who he is as a player, for who he should be, for for a guy with his experience, and for why you went out and got him. You went out and got him to really stabilize and to not be making those mistakes. And to me, that's where I've been the most disappointed. You're seeing too many little mistakes. I'm seeing too many little mistakes uh, from a guy that, that you're not supposed to be getting that from. So I guess maybe I should have clarified that tweet I, he's he's better than Anton Limon. He's better than Markall. He's he's been better well, than I mean, Barbario I mean, in the lineup.
0: Sure, and and like and like you look at those numbers, and I'm not saying he's been there the Avs' best defenseman. I wouldn't come close to saying, mm-hmm. that but I I would probably have him fourth, which is where <laughs> he should be, behind Gerard Johnson, and and I would probably have it. I would probably have it be more like. Gerard Barry Johnson and I think Johnson and Cole are a lot closer than a lot of people are willing to admit. And I think that but, I think that has
3: more to do with Eric Johnson this year than it does Ian Cole, which is a different
0: conversation. I I also know that different they're they're playing they're asked to be in different roles. They're being they're oh, doing different things. Absolutely. And that's hard to that's hard to account for well, and because that- you don't know the effects on those.
3: That things. goes back to the Tyson Berry conversation and the expectation conversation we were having. If you're expecting Ian Cole to be what Tyson Berry is and vice versa, you're already setting yourself up for failure there. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and and it's just, I lost my train of thought, but I'm going to keep saying stuff with the inflection that I didn't. And maybe if someone just has this on in the background, they won't notice. Um, but no, it's... it's uh, He needs to get the penalties under control. Uh, no argument there, and man.
0: So does I think so that's does Zdorov, So does Rantanen. So does this. So does this bench that keeps
3: jumping on the ice. <laughs> and 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 here's why I think you're hearing less about it with Zadorov. One, Zadorov has this the sexy on ice qualities, right? Yeah, well, he, fans like he that. hits people. Uh, he mixes it up. Ian Cole, it's. It, it's it's and it's bad penalties and that goes back to what I was talking about. They're bad penalties. Hey, you know at, at this point in your career with your experience and and your you know role, you can't be taking those bad penalties. Now he's been so bad on the penalty kill that it hasn't been that big of a loss that it's him it's it's him ranting it in off just on a rotating door a revolving door to the penalty box. It hasn't been that big of a deal, but uh Ian Cole, you, you gotta see him get that under control. And I think that'll back a lot of people off. That'll back me off a little bit. Stop making those dumb mistakes. Zorov has more minors than Cole does. And how long have we been saying that about him? And why do you think he's been not exclusively, but why do you think he was in trade rumors? Part of the reason he was in trade rumors this year. You, you, you have to get those penalties when it's when it's a problem you got to get it under control. It was not expected for it to be an issue with Cole and uh and Miko. Yeah, it you, was. I mean, that's a that's a guy that took
0: a lot of penalties coming in. You knew he was going to take penalties. Well, hey, uh AJ on the
3: uh on the plus side, at least we only have to have this argument for two more years.
0: Um maybe
3: Dun, dun, dun.
0: On that, we're going to go ahead <laughs> and get out of here. I well, I mean, I just, I, I, the guy, depending on what it looks like, the guy would be really intriguing expansion draft debate for Seattle.
1: Mm,
3: yeah. Hey, AJ, I'm going to ask you this on the air. Do you think I can name this podcast Red Wings Suck? Yeah, neat.
0: AJ, do you have anything else to add? I mean, that would, that would go over way better than F Detroit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We should do that instead. <laughs> star. Yeah. Star. K. Just, just keep getting me in trouble. Yeah. Um. Anything else to add? Uh. No, I'm good, dude. Did you know Nikita Zadorov was second in the NHL in minor penalties last year? Uh,
3: I didn't know that, but I could have assumed that.
0: Yeah, Ian Cole was seventh. So. Because I was just trying to see where Cole was last year, and then I pulled up the list, and it's <laughs> <here's> Big Z. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I could have. I I could have easily guessed that. Um, I'll be happy. Everyone will be happy to know I snuck Hump Day into the description on our podcast. Uh, so so there you go, guys. It's 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 all it's all about you. We do all this little stuff for you guys. It's a little community. Not everyone, a lot of people will bail out before this third segment or won't read the description. They won't get why it's funny that I wrote hump day, but you will. You who are still here listening, you will get it and you will think it's funny. Uh, or else. Yeah, yeah. Or AJ and I will find you and harass you all day on Twitter in your mentions. Mostly as
0: revenge for doing it to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I uh, I made the mistake of getting involved in that back and forth with uh, with you and a couple others. This morning I, I told you AJ I, I had a I was at a conference all day so just yeah. all morning I can just feel little buzzes in my pocket and I'm like I'm not even gonna check it it's not texts it's not calls it's just tweets and tweets and tweets and tweets it's just hockey fans <laughs> yeah uh, I did I wanted to shout out. Dwayne at Dwayne Docks, he was the one, so you you post these three tweets, uh, all cor- all sorts of uh, fancy stats, all kinds of stuff, uh, saying that that not the case for Ian Cole. And Dwayne responds back and says too late, Av's Twitter already voted him down. Facts don't matter. And uh, I rolled over and saw that at five thirty a m and it just it got my day off to such a hilarious start. So shout out to you, Dwayne. That was a – it's stuff like that that makes you love Twitter. I've asked you four times. Nothing else to add? Anything?
0: No, I'm just going through penalty history now and finding all kinds of fun little nuggets.
3: Speaking of the nuggets, man, can we tell Harrison to get them to
0: figure it out? Dude, uh, I'm curious what happens with the the game against the Lakers tonight. It's kind of a must-win game.
3: Man, uh Brandon was not happy with LeBron the other day.
0: You know, LeBron's having a tough go of it right? Yeah. Some some real questionable decisions getting made.
3: Maybe he'll uh maybe he'll come play for the
0: Nuggets. Uh he had that chance last summer and he decided not to, so peace out, girl scout.
3: No, no, no. That's that's the best basketball player of all time. You, you that's never peace out, girl scout. Well, he's signed. He's got a he's got a three year contract. Doesn't he opt out of those every like four and a half months? Ah, uh, he
0: did not sign one with opt outs this time around. Really? He normally does. Yeah, yeah. He signed a full three year deal to stay in with the Lakers. I was gonna
3: say that that dude signs a contract in in July, opts out in September. Yeah. He, he signed one year deals
0: with uh, player options and that's kind of what he's been doing for a while.
3: Jeez, now. Yeah. He opts out at Thanksgiving, Christmas and at, uh, at St. Patrick's day normally. So that's good that he uh, committed. All right. We're going to get out of here. Uh, I have nothing else to, uh, to, to hawk your guys's way. I have, I have no promo codes. I got nothing. I got nothing left. I've given it all to you. This has been an extremely long segment. Uh, I think this segment actually went longer than our Monday show. So thank you guys for sticking with us. Most of this has been rambling nonsense. Uh, So we appreciate it. We always appreciate you guys. Use that promo code uh, ABS at uh, BSNDenver.com. By tonight, I believe it is eh, right around midnight is when we normally shut that off, mountain time. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. And thank you guys for sticking with us here on the BS and avalanche podcast presented by total beverage for AJ Hayfley. I don't remember if I already did this. I'm Jesse Montano. Thank you guys all so much for listening.